Hi, everybody. This is Scott Saad. Once in a while, I read for you a letter that I received from someone because it points to some important issue that I'd like to highlight. Today, I wanted to share with you a lovely letter that I received from a high school teacher. Uh, I'll refrain from mentioning the person's name or where they teach and so on or what they teach so that there are no identifying markers, but otherwise... I received the clearance from them that I could read the email. So here we go. Greetings, Dr. Saad. My name is so-and-so. I'm a secondary school teacher from so-and-so. I teach so-and-so, and I also coach football. I would simply like to thank you for your wit, your intellect, and more importantly, your courage in fighting the current epidemic of wokeness and OPS, ostrich parasitic syndrome, that has infected our society and our institutions. Your unrelenting assault of logic, reason, and satire on these irrational and emotional hemophiliacs is a breath of fresh air in an otherwise smoke-filled room. The parasitic mind, I'm on my third reading now, your YouTube videos and your podcasts have had a profound influence on me and my current resolve to fight back, as you say. Uh, as a side note, you can't imagine how rewarding it is for me to receive such letters because... You know, this is a, a battle. These idea pathogens that I've been fighting against and that I discuss in the parasitic mind is something that I've been doing, you know, for close to three decades. As I've explained, it first started uh, as part of, you know, my fight in my scientific career to try to introduce evolutionary thinking into the business school. But of course, then it spread as part of the grand culture war. So for someone who has been, you know, in the trenches for so many years to, you know, now be receiving I mean, thousands and thousands of messages from people from all walks of life, not just professors and students, but corrections officers, military people, you know, border patrol people, you know, in this case, a teacher. It's truly rewarding and it invigorates me because it, it shows you that, you know, each of our voices matters. Some of us have bigger platforms, some of us have smaller platforms, but together, if we activate our collective inner honey badger, we truly will win the battle of ideas. Anyways, let me continue with the letter or email. For years, I hesitated bringing these issues into my classes, afraid of being called out by a parent, student, or colleague. I have always been big on discussion and dialogue, Socratic method in particular, and have tried my best to show students the importance of exposing oneself to ideas that differ from one's own. To the chagrin of many students, I will always counter an idea or argument with an opposing one. I've always presented multiple point of views on the ideas we study, trying to let students evaluate and decide what they themselves believe. Well done. I take pride in the fact that students constantly ask me after such presentation, quote, sir, so what do you believe? Close quote. Complete objectivity may be impossible, but presenting information in such a way is to me as close as one can get and should be the gold standard for all teachers. <clears throat> Unfortunately, this is not the case with some of my colleagues. It amazes me how they constantly feed their impressionable students with their ideologically driven opinions without realizing that this is the very essence of, quote, intellectual terrorism, close quote. What perturbs me even more is that some of them spout these ideas without having read any of the foundational texts associated with these, as you would say, quote, idea pathogens, close quote. 
I had one colleague keep reminding me that she had she has almost completed her anti-racism course, the latest trend in teacher additional qualification courses, as if I was to be impressed by this or as if it were a badge of honor to hold out for all to see. This person is supposed to be an expert on anti-racism yet had no idea who Ibram X. Kendi or Robin D'Angelo were, let alone having had read their work. This irrationality blows my mind. Oh, you should have walked in my footsteps in academia for the past three decades. Before Christmas, the blank College of Teachers distributed a document to all teachers uh, entitled, should be titled, quote, a professional advisory on anti-black racism, close quote. This document oozes idea pathogens and as such is completely devoid of logic, reason, or empirical rigor. I'm not sure if you are familiar with it, but it's right out of the postmodernist handbook, insisting that all disparities between black students and students of other races is exclusively due to racism slash historical oppression. Absurd statements that liken school uniforms or dress codes to systemic racism abound. What baffles me is they refer to black students as if they were one homogeneous group, as if skin color is the only determining factor. Forget culture, forget economic factors, forget social factors. Such gross and misguided generalizations have unfortunately become the norm in education, as you already know. Don't I ever. I also see it as ironic I also see it as ironic in that these postmodern donkeys reject binaries, fluidity of gender identity, different ways of knowing, moral relativism, yep, all the idea pathogens that I discussed in the parasitic mind, yet they espouse a worldview that is in itself binary. One is either racist or anti-racist, ally or foe, oppressor or oppressed. Anyway, sorry for the rant, but after the shitstorm that was 2020 and the wave of woke madness that ensued after the death of George Floyd, I decided I had had enough. Kudos. I had to fight back. I was going to address these these issues with my students and with my colleagues. I just needed to properly inform myself before doing so. This is where the parasitic mind and the sad truth were indispensable in helping strengthen my resolve to fight back. Not only did they provide me with the ammunition I needed to counter these infectious ideas, but the relentless and, uncomp- and uncompromising way you present and defend your ideas have inspired me to continue being a honey badger in my personal and professional life. And surprisingly, listen carefully, don't overestimate how dangerous the blue-haired people are. And surprisingly, the reception to this fighting back has been mostly positive. I did have a student write to me in an anonymous survey at the end of the course that, quote, it was distressing to see a white male up there talking about race when you have no idea what people of color go through, close quote. But otherwise, I'd say the majority of students and colleagues disagree with the tenets of the new left and their wokeness to the point that quite a few have asked me for resources on the subject. This is good, but many are still afraid to speak up openly and counter the current narrative. I'm hoping by continuing to do so, I can arm more students and colleagues with the necessary ammunition to do so. For that, again, I thank you. All the best. Cheers. And then there's a PS. PS, on a side note, I watched your presentation to the Senate committee regarding Bill C-16 the other day. Too bad most were blinded by their ideology to see the points you were trying to make. The Quebec senator who went off about preventing genocide, the gentleman that I 
then named as Senator Genocide, near end was unbelievably ignorant. The fact that you were able to remain calm is a testament to your character. I'm planning on using this presentation in my grade 12 class next semester. Why do I read you this uh, letter? Not so that I can uh, toot my own horn, uh, because then I would read you about a thousand more messages that I receive each day. But I do this because you're seeing the transformation of this particular teacher. He starts off scared, confused, then he arms himself with the necessary weaponry to fight back. He musters the courage, he finds his spine, he finds the testicular fortitude, goes at it, and then is perhaps pleasantly surprised that, hey, he's still alive. They didn't decapitate him. Most people agreed with him. And now he's slowly but surely getting greater courage to weigh in more forcefully on these matters. He is an important player in making sure that the next generation are not parasitized, right? He's a high school teacher. So now imagine if each of us were to suddenly come to this realization that we have the knowledge we have the right ideas, we have the ability to defend those ideas, we're not going to be scared, we're not going to be intimidated, uh, we're not going to be cowed into silence. That That's what an ideological war is, right? Uh, and so the more, you know, the, the greater the number of people who decide that they've had enough and that they want to emulate the, the model of this particular teacher, uh, the quicker we'll get rid of these bad ideas. So again, my point in sharing these letters is to empower you, to, to give you the, the elan so that you can fight back. If you're a parent, you don't like what your kids are being taught, challenge the principal, challenge the teacher at the parent-teacher meeting, uh, speak to your politicians. Uh, you know, There's an endless number of ways by which your voice can be heard. Again, the argument that you know you you don't have a big platform, you don't have a Joe Rogan podcast to be able to advertise your words to 20 million people, is simply a a way to diffuse responsibility onto others. Your voice matters, even if it matters to one only one other person. If you change the mind of one other person, then it's much better than if you had changed the mind of no one, right? So small incremental steps, you know, feel empowered, get off the couch contribute to the battle of ideas, and uh, let's wrestle back our societies from the lunacy that we're facing. This is not hyperbole. If this continues, it's only going to get a lot worse. And if we continue on this slippery slope, then the only way that this will be reversed in 10, 20, 50 years is through violence. So it's better to resolve it today through words, through dialogue, through debate, than to resolve it at some point in the future through much more execrable means. Have a good day, everybody. Cheers.